The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. As always, I am your host, JJ. Fresh off a stint at Bonnaroo is my co-host, Keith McPherson. Keith, how you doing? Yo, I'm good. I went into the Rue. I survived. I'm back. And now I can watch baseball in the Rue. There is uh, no TVs, no service. Um, no one is asking anything about the Yankees in Tennessee. No, I saw you saw <laughs> Babe Ruth jersey with a name on it. Stupid. I think I saw you post a, and a judge, judge jersey. jersey name on it. Stupid. But yeah, there's some Yankee fans out there. And I'll tell you what. Uh, I don't know. If, and, and I don't know. I don't know your life. But if I was uh, a black guy, I wouldn't want to go to the middle of the woods in Tennessee. I'd, I'd be like, nah. I was. Ass. No, I feel you, dude. Even my mom was like, be careful out there. And like, I don't know. I've, I've been a few places. I was like skeptical at first, but not skeptical where it was going to stop me. But I did not know what I was walking into. And man, I loved it out there. I'm, I'm still blown away by what they have out there. I said, uh, Tennessee is in my top 10 states just because they have Bonnaroo. It's How's amazing. the food? The food is great and it's well priced for a festival. Like you can go and get food with 10, 15 bucks. You go to Coachella, 10, 15 bucks, it might get you a snack. You can get a full meal for 10 to 15 bucks at, at Bonnaroo. And the thing about Bonnaroo is the culture there is that like you can like trade stuff. Like if you're a vendor, there's people there selling clothes. There's people sending, uh, uh, selling mats and things that they made. And you can walk up and say, hey, I'm a vendor. Here's my card. Like, can I get some food? You guys can come pick something out. And then even the, like it's just a community there, you know. If if people like don't have money, there I saw a lot of people like buying people food and like helping people out and buying food, sharing it. So it's a it's an interesting vibe out there in Manchester, Tennessee. That's wild. Well, welcome back. Uh, some stuff has happened while you were gone. Uh. I know, bro. I was looking at the thing is when you're in a festival that's all day, all night, and you you start seeing the news and the things that are happening. I'm like, I'm in a parallel universe. <laughs> 
and all of this is going on in the sports world. Like I was sitting on my couch, or I forget where I was, and I saw we traded for Edwin and Carnacion. I could imagine being in the middle of fucking Bonnaroo with like black light paint all over your body, just being like, nah, I don't know, I'm tripping. I I trek I, I I literally checked three different sources. I was like refreshing my phone because you can't get service out there. I'm like, is this a troll? Like, I think I first saw it on Instagram, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> I'm like, why? We don't need him. And then I was like, but we'll take him. And then I, I get on Twitter and I walk somewhere like uh, in the vendor area where they had service. And I'm like seeing the tweets and stuff. I'm like, yo, we are the Yankees. It is good to be us. Yeah, man. <laughs> you can't beat it. So, I mean, that's really that's the news of the week. The Yankees have traded for Edwin Encarnacion, Encarnacion who lives, who leads the league uh, with 21 home runs. Um, it is a the rich get richer situation. Uh, like you said, I, I don't think anyone thought we were in the market for him. I, I don't even know if we necessarily knew he was definitely going to get moved uh, as Seattle was trying to figure out their teardown. But I mean, if the opportunity's there and it's going to cost us, it costs us about $8 million. So we're paying about $3 million on the rest of his salary for this year. And then $5 million to buy him out for next year. He's got a $20 million contract. And the plan for right now, and everyone's been pretty upfront with it, is we're going to just buy him out and not keep him around because we won't need him. It's a lot of money. But the way we've seen things go with some of our injuries, like you never know. You find out someone's hurt at the end of the year and going to miss a lot of time next year. Next thing you know, we're holding on to him. Um, He's a power bat. He doesn't strike out a lot. He sees a lot of pitches. He's a veteran presence. And guy fucking mashes. So I love yeah, it. Yeah, bro. I love it. <laughs> like when I saw this, I'm thinking back to the fan cave. I went and got a picture from me in the fan cave. Think about how many home runs we watched him hit for the Blue Jays. He leads the league since 2010 in home runs and since 2012. There's a ton of different like spots where you could say he leads the league in home runs since then. So he's a proven power hitter. Yeah, and I saw a stat that it said, you know, something about the last few teams to win the World Series, like, led the league, um, or, like, you know, not led the league in home runs, but had the, like, top um, home run hitters in the league or something like that. Um, You think about the Red Sox last year with J.D. Martinez, Mookie Betts. um, With our team now, come on, dude. I just looked at the lineup today, and I'm like, I come home to Stanton being in the lineup back-to-back with Encarnacion. Like, is this real life? Like, what? Like, no one could predict this type of stuff. Our our team has Judge, Gary Sanchez, like Here's just what, boppers. So our lineup projects to be starting at third base, batting first, DJ LeMahieu. Right field, Aaron Judge. Shortstop, Didi Gregorius. Catcher, Gary Sanchez. Giancarlo Stanton playing left field. Edwin Encarnacion leaving. I'm stumbling over that name. I'm very white. Le- I just call him Edwing. <laughs> leading the league in home runs. Batting sixth, DHing. Luke Voigt at first base, Aaron Hicks playing center field, Glaber Torres at second base. It's an all star game lineup. Like when you look at the all star game every year and you laugh, like, yo, could you imagine if these guys were all on the same team? We have an all star game lineup of like home run derby guys. Yes. Yeah, it's well, and that's one thing <laughs> with Stanton doing his rehab. We talked about Luke Voigt last week and how I didn't want him in the home run derby. And now, Stanton, while he was doing his rehab, you know, having fun down there in Durham, doing press. 
Oh yeah, I'm I'm he's fine. He's calling with it now. out Luke Voigt, going, you know, get in there, stop it, stop it. Yeah. Stan. Hey, whatever. Send Luke to to hey, send Luke to Cleveland to represent us in the home run derby. We we kind of got some insurance there, and he might win it. Yeah. Like that'd be awesome to have him win it, and that's just another trophy for us to uh, hold up with Judge winning it. Um, come on, man. Like I, I my I've changed on that because I like that G kind of. Uh, you know, said what he said, and then we went and get uh, Encarnacion. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing Luke Voigt do it. We might as well let him. It's like when, when we look at this trade, it's very easy to say, like, well, there's no room for him. Uh, because, But, like, there's always room for a guy who leads the league in home runs, especially if you're not paying in time. Oh, yeah. We oh, gave yeah. away a young prospect who we traded for the year, like two years ago from Seattle. So he's just going back. So we turned a shit bum pitcher into the league leader in home runs for right now, which gives us a little more depth because when you look at some of the stuff that happened with us, you know, going into, you know, losing the game against the Mets, losing two in Chicago, and we're not going to go through those games in depth, but we were really just kind of running into, I, I feel like the guys who were delivering for us all through the first couple months of this season, who we didn't expect to, you get a little tired, you're like, the pumpkin, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. You know, Cinderella, the clock yeah. strikes midnight. And so it's like, if you've got this guy here, you've got this option, let's go get a, a veteran, throw him in the middle of this lineup. Yeah, he didn't get a hit last night, which I saw some people like, he, he's not even going to hit. This guy's going to match. Typical this Yankee fans. Typical Yankee fans. Golden Sombrero last night. Yeah, because of your first game in pinstripes playing in Yankee Stadium. Like, can you imagine the pressure and the feeling of that? You're on the Yankees. Last week, you're on the Mariners, wasting your at-bats, hitting bombs, losing games. You step in the Yankee Stadium in pinstripes. Yeah, you want to hit a home run. You want to feel that. But I don't care that he went 0 for 4 last night. We won. And he's going to mash. He might win us some games. He also might be the guy on this team that, like, I don't know, just powers us the rest of, uh, rest of the way through. If he keeps his pace up, what's he going to hit, 50 bombs this year? Like He could. If this dude hits 50 bombs for us this year and then Stanton comes back and hits another, I don't know, 20-some bombs, Judge hits another 25, 30, but like, come on, bro. You want to talk about, like, Bronx Bombers? Like, this is the year that's about to be ridiculous. Who's going to pitch against his well, lineup? So I think that is as much as getting him is great because, you know, I think we've got probably, you know, we might have another 25 home runs out of him that we'll see, which will be great. And like you said, as these other guys get in their groove, Judge has been struggling a little in AAA, but that's just getting used to seeing, you know, actual pitching again. Another thing about this move, as much as it's great offensively for us, it's a big defensive move to keep out the Rays were, were trying to make a trade. Uh, you know, I don't think oh, you yeah. know, he wasn't going to end up with the Red Sox, but, you know, the Twins are looking at making moves. You've got a lot of other teams out there looking to make moves, but they didn't want to spend the money to, you know, to get, you know, to get this trade done. And that was really a difference maker. Apparently, other teams were offering better prospects and more prospects, but they wouldn't take on salary. And Seattle wanted to free up money. Right. So on top of making our team better, day one, we're not letting our competitors get better. And then our big weakness right now is pitching. We need to get some, you know, we need to get another starter. And in order to do that, we gotta trade some players and with that we have really the casualty that is Clint Frazier 
and Clint Frazier has been sent to AAA. He has the same OPS as Mookie Betts, the reigning MVP of the league. He, you know, he's got 11 home runs. He's batting around 300. He's got a lot of promise. But in a numbers game, he just ended up being the guy who had to uh, who who had to get moved there, and he's likely going to be unless another injury happens. He's likely going to be the centerpiece of a trade for a starting pitcher for the Yankees. And I think it all starts with making this first trade. It you know really starts his domino effect over the next six weeks or so. Yeah, the the writing is on the wall, and um, I'm a big Clint fan. I know you're a big Clint fan, but this is baseball. We've seen things like this. We spoke about this maybe on this podcast or maybe just you and I one-on-one. There weren't many other moves. You know, when we looked at Kendry's Morales, he got DFA'd. Um, when, we looked, when we look at Cameron Mabin, he can't get sent. Uh, he would have to go through waivers, and there's no chance that he clears waivers. This dude's hitting a home run every day. He's uh, great defensively. He runs the bases well. Like, there's no way, and we need to hold on to him. There's no way that... Um, Mabin was the guy that was, you know, and there were some people who said, you know, how are you going to send him down, but have Mike Talkman stay up? And we're talking about one day. So it was a matter of Talkman stayed up for Monday's game. Didn't, you know, did nothing is now in triple A again. I do think that regardless of what Brian Cashman and Aaron Boone say, where they say, you know, Clint's been great for us and he'll contribute to this team again. He's going to contribute by being traded and getting us a starter. I think sending him right. down on Sunday instead of sending Talkman down, I think that was an organizational fuck you for not meeting with the media and for all, every little stunt that we feel you've pulled. Oh, and, and for multiple things, dude. I sent you the links to um, he was on the boardroom. He was on Complex. Wait, you won't talk to the media after a Yankee game where you shit the bed? But you'll go on a tour of New York City and do a complex interview, do a boardroom interview. He said in the interview, I was in flight club and stadium goods way too much. And for you guys that aren't sneakerheads that are listening, in New York City, you can find high-end sneakers, almost more so than anywhere in the country, um, at places like flight club and stadium goods. I'm talking about like exclusive Jordans that you see. Like thousands of dollars sneakers. Yeah, but like, could you imagine this dude could be like, I don't know. Like doing anything else, but he's getting, um, he's he's going through New York to get sneakers. Like, come on, bro, we need you to focus up here. Like, he shouldn't be popping up in flight uh, flight club and stadium goods and doing all these interviews and stuff. It was giving me like Odell Beckham Jr. vibes. Like, are you a football player? Are you a baseball player? Or are you a fashion model? Are you like a? Are you trying to use this for celebrity? Or are you trying to win a World Series, win a championship? And as quickly as the Giants traded Odell Beckham, like. I don't know. The writing is on well, the wall what here. Was, uh, what was the thing he did for Complex? You sent me a link to it and I watched it today. What's that show? Yeah, so he sat down He sat down with Complex and I thought he was doing sneaker shopping, but Complex does their, like does a bunch of like different like, it was TV like a shows on YouTube. Show type thing, yeah. Yeah, so he was like sitting down talking about, you know, his sneaker game and how it came to be. And I'm like, damn, for this to be like, it's it just came out. And for all of this, like, press stuff that he probably shot, like, two, three he weeks ago. He shot that the day <laughs> of the Mets rain out. Like, so last Monday. Okay, so a yeah. week ago. And the turnaround in production yeah. is, isn't as long. So he shot this stuff when he was when he was up, not thinking that it would come out and he'd be sent down. It just looks bad. And it's just like, it doesn't, it doesn't help. Um, and in the Yankee way, you know, the Yankees don't care about you going to complex if you're contributing 
and you're doing all the things they ask you to, like speaking to the media. If you're not speaking to the media, bro, don't run to that media that's just looking to get you on because of your kicks. It doesn't work that way. Like, I don't know. I feel bad because I love Clint. His swag, I like that energy. I like the type of vibe that he brought to the Yankee team. That young, like, gold chain. I got all the hot kicks. I'm turning them into cleats. We've never seen that before. But at the end of the day, a hundred guys came before you and and they had to do things the Yankee way and they had to talk to the media like you are not bigger than that and then you can't double down on not talking to the media and try and act like you're bigger than that because <laughs> it's like business it's like in anything like yo there's there's people that make the decisions and they can get you out of there they can get you right up out of the paint if you don't do what you're supposed to do or act accordingly and I think you know it's uh possibly the end for Clint Frazier because we're trying to win a fucking world series here we need a starter um, the openers, we've been doing the openers thing and that's been going well. We've been getting by, but we need a legit starter if we're going to survive in the postseason. And right now, if we're putting a package together, who do you start that package with? Clint is a bona fide major league player. We know that he he's uh, definitely at the plate. He could use some work in the field. But that is a chip that a lot of teams are like, yeah, we could we could use a guy. like. Yeah, that. I mean, I think if you're a team that's going to be looking to dump a starter, um, you know, maybe back to Cleveland. Uh, maybe San Francisco. I know, you know, people are asking Washington um, about their pitchers, you know, Toronto even. Uh, and I think it'd be tough. It'd be tough to see Toronto trade us Marcus Stroman. Uh, you know, just to, to see them do that, it's, you know, very tough for them to deal with. At the same time, it'd be tough to see Clint in the division the rest of his career because I think he is going to, I think he's going to stick. I mean, he hit three something AAA last year. You know, that's no problem. He, um, you know, he just isn't gonna, he just wasn't able to conform to the Yankee ways. And it's one of those things where like, you know, he always, he wanted to be Jeter. He wants to be Jeter. And I get that, but Jeter won his first year. Jeter was a rookie of the year. And when you have the injuries that he's had and, you know, really just some of the timing with when, you know, the Yankees go out and they trade for Stanton, if the Yankees don't go out and trade for Stanton, Clint Frazier is probably a, a cornerstone of the Yankees you know, if we didn't go out and decide to get Bryce Harper in the offseason. But he would have had that opportunity. The concussion's very tough. But, you know, I think once he – when it was a numbers game that we all saw coming together and we saw a lot of exposure about the shoe stuff, and I, I'm fine with You want to go shoe shopping? Like, live your life. You can't be watching game film all the time. But the timing of on June 2nd, you don't stand in front of your locker after that seventh inning then you don't address it till the 4th. And then on the 10th, you're filming at Complex. I know things are scheduled in advance. I know it's tough to cancel things. I don't think it's a great look. The Yankees know. And at the same time, the Yankees also know. That video didn't like come out today, and they're like, oh, well, we didn't know about this. Like, no, yeah. They know. <laughs> they signed some type of yeah. release or something yeah, for that They to go know down. everything he does. They know who he has a drink with and everything like that. And I think it all compounded for him to end up getting that fuck you, we're going to send you down a day before Mike Talkman, which is the biggest slap in the face. Yeah, and bro, he he's, I mean, he's being childish. I want him to grow up. He deleted his Instagram yes. posts of all the yes. shoes. He deleted the Instagram post. He unfollowed his teammates, uh, besides Didi and Tyler Wade, which maybe he just missed. So, like, you unfollowed Aaron Judge, and now you got to go stand in a locker room with him in AAA. Like, it's... Right, like what it's are you childish. doing? It's just I don't know. It's it's childish, man. And uh, I, I I root for him, um, but I I see this. You know, this is the making of uh, 
you know, somebody that's going to get sent away and traded away. And that's all, you know, that's all she wrote for your your Yankee legacy. And maybe he'll become a great player somewhere else. I don't want to see him go in division because he's got a chip on his shoulder. He might turn into a Yankee killer. But uh, he's just done a lot of the wrong things. And this is the replace for 28, chase for 28 year where we're looking at World Series or bust. And you are not going to count against that. You are not bigger than that. And if we can use you to get a starting pitcher to keep rolling, that's already that's already in the works. And Cash, we trust. I know uh, Mr. Fishman and Mr. Cashman are, are on the phones doing what they're doing because we got Encarnacion. They're calling and checking to see what kind of package we can uh, send Clint in to get a starting pitcher. And Yankee fans that love him, myself included, we will not bat an eye at that because you know what? We're trying to run through yeah, October. I got a parade to plan, you know? I've got responsibility. Right. <laughs> As the head of the New York Yankees parade planning committee, I, I have responsibilities. I can't worry about that. So I'm going to change my Twitter to that. I'm the Yankees parade right, like, planner. That's going to be my new name on there. Um, right. November 3rd or whenever it is, like that is bigger than everything. And man, if you don't get with the program, you got to go. And he's got his own agenda and own program. So that's okay. Do that shit. He can be in- the... In yeah, San he Francisco. could be the visionary of like how to play the game his way, which like I get, like the game's changing, and he can do all that shit in Cleveland, you know, like that's you know some some right. shit some shit town. Um, yeah, I mean it, it's tough to see him go. It's tough to see him go out like this too, because part of me also wonders. So he's a great hitter, great, you know, quick hands. He's mashing the ball. He's being very productive there's been some questions with injuries but i think he's over that but i think also some of the attitude stuff and you know not talking to the media the instagram shit i wonder if he's like trying to lower his own trade value just as like a fuck you back to the yankees (laughs) yeah that you said that you're like you know it 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 might be lowering his trade value and then i'm like oh shit like, when you think about it, I don't think he's that smart. I think he's really just being childish. But he is because nobody wants that. Nobody wants that on their team. Nobody wants uh, Nobody wants to be, you know, especially if you're dealing a, a, a starting pitcher away and then you're getting that in return and then he's someone else's headache. Nobody wants exactly. that headache. Exactly. You, what you want is some team to say, you know what, we're starting to rebuild. This guy could be the corner of our team because he's only played also in the corner outfields at the major league level. But at the minor league level, he's played center field. And you just you need a team to say, hey, you know what? We can spend some extra time in spring training, maybe a little offseason time and uh, have him work with someone defensively, because I don't think he's that far off. Like I've said all along, I think defensively he's just in his own head right now. And that's kind of, you know, fucking him up. He's got the yips. But, you know, for right now, yeah, who who kind of wants to add that to their clubhouse? I think there'd be probably some. Some serious conversations. I think if I was a GM looking to trade for him, I would say, all right, we have this together, but I need to talk to him first. Like, uh, Cashman, you got to give me one phone call with this guy just to see, like, where his head's at. And even a phone call, like, that doesn't mean anything. Like, with Clint, man, I said he's in his own head and getting in his own way. It's not making it better for himself to do what he did on Instagram and to be doing these shows. I I felt bad watching these shows because he's like, you know, bragging about like, you know, Jordans are my favorite shoes. I'm in, I'm in flight club way too much. I'm texting with the cleat guy way too much. And it's like, 
why are you saying this? Yeah. You just got sent down and we have a, a video on Complex with you admitting that you're in the shoe store too much, that you're talking to the cleat guy too much. It's tough. And that's going to be all she wrote for your Yankee time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we've seen the last of him in pinstripes until he has a, uh, you know, a great career and uh, we trade for him in like 10 years. Um, but so <laughs> welcome when back, we talk party. about the roster, we talked about, you know, he he had to go down, whether he went down on Sunday or he went down on Monday, he was going down. Talkman's going down. Um, now we do have we have this situation where we have Cameron Mabin and we have Brett Gardner. Cameron Mabin is producing so well right now. He's he's playing the game great. He's being a veteran. He's smart on the bases. And at the same time, we have Brett Gardner, who's the longest tenured Yankee. He has, you know, he's he's been with us for a while. He's on a seven and a half million dollar contract. Offensively, he's not what he was, but he's still one of the better, if not best, defensive left fielders in the game. And both of them can't stay on this roster. I I, I don't see where there's room for that just because then we'd have to we'd be carrying too few pitchers and with the way that our um you know rotation is set up like we need the extra arms in the bullpen so it does seem like in about a week or so we're gonna see Cameron Mabin uh leaving as well and that stinks because he's played really well for us but I think he may have you know he may have revitalized his career with what he's done if he can keep doing it he, you know, he may get a multi-year deal out of this. Yeah, I, I saw him uh, hit a home run a couple of days ago, and then he put together three games in a row with a home run. And we we know about his defense. We know about him uh, on the base pass. And I said, man, he's trying to hang around. Uh, I listened to him on CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco's um, podcast, and he said, you know, he's, he's been in a couple organizations. Um, he's been around a couple teams. You know, he was on that Astros team that won the World Series. Yep. He compared this team to like that vibe and that energy and the camaraderie of the guys to a World Series team. And uh, also, obviously, the fans. You know, he said when he put on the pinstripes and went out there, that, that game that he robbed the home run and, you know, he got the cheers from the fans. Like, that is a all-time feeling that most humans will never experience. Being on um, the field in pinstripes in Yankee Stadium and hitting a home run or robbing a catch, that's something that you would dream of. And he's getting to live that dream after, you know, Last year and in, in the the past couple of years, he had DUIs. Um, you know his value went down. You he love kinda, his DUIs. You bring up his DUIs every time oh, yeah. it comes I, up. I do love it. I I had a DUI a back word? in the day, and he he had multiple. So I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I only got one, and I'm like, you got two DUIs, dude. You can afford a driver. You can always get home by paying someone. I was in college. My friend was drunk. We were somewhere far. I drove his car. Cops pulled us over. I got a DUI. He got a charge for letting me drive his you car. You got a charge for letting someone <laughs> drive your car? Oh, damn. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Well, at least in New Jersey, man. Like, if you, like, if he was passed out and, like, you willingly give someone else your keys knowing they're drunk and say, hey, you drive, you have to go to court and fight oh, that, too. Oh, shit. Because, you know, if, if we would have gotten a worse situation, which I'm nice with the wheel. This was over 10 years ago now. Um, but if something bad would have yeah. happened there, 
um, he would have been liable too. So yeah, but that's I'm why I was like, the, the, the DUIs. I've wondered, I I'm like, I've been through that whole I'm situation. Like, Damn, did Cameron Maben like kill someone in your family drunk or something? No, I just know what happens when you get a DUI and then you got to go to court and then you got to pay the surcharge and then go through IDRC. There's a lot of people listening to this podcast that know exactly what I'm talking about. And so that's why I always cite it that like, yo, he got back-to-back DUIs. That's a lot to go through and play baseball and not be playing your best. And then to overcome all that, to play on the Yankees and be playing well, he's, you know, he's, he might have, like you said, he might have re- revitalized his it's career. It's so funny. Let's talk about DUIs for a second. Uh, so I have no DUIs. Um, when I was younger, I was routinely the designated drunk driver. But now I haven't driven after having a drink in so long because i don't really need to like i've always you know, i've lived in cities no, it, and yeah this before, before lift and uber, uber all that thing. Shit. exactly but on friday i went out to the suburbs to hang out with some friends and there you know i'm at the age and point in life where i'm getting kind of i'm like the most eligible recruit for all the suburbs like all my friends who live in different suburbs are like Yo, you got to come out here. It's sick. We've got this sick community center. Like shit that you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Want to go to strip club? VFW is lit down here. exactly. Like I got friends trying to get me to move to Newtown, Pennsylvania. And they're like, we got the Newtown Athletic Center. It's crazy. We just had an article in Philly Mag. So I'm out there and there I I get in my buddy's car because he's going to like drop his kid off at a party. And on the way back to my other friend's house where like my wife was and everything, he's like, yo, let's stop in this bar so you can check it out. We'll do a couple shots. I'm like, dude, you're driving a fucking car. Like we were just we yeah. were just having a drink. And I get it. You had one drink. You're we're driving a couple blocks. I'm not going to bust your ball. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I go, the, my biggest fear about the suburbs is like everyone's drinking and driving. And I don't want to relearn how to do that. Unlike, you know, I don't want to yeah, be Cameron no. Maben. No, yeah, and I'm so far removed from that. I'm in the city, yeah. so like, I'll, there's zero chance that I'm getting drunk and getting in a car. I can be blacked out and get a Lyft, Uber. Um, Ten years plus, I we didn't have that option. It was late at night, and no one's a, uh, answering the phone for Shore Cab or Ocean yeah. Taxi but, in 2009. Plus you're young, young and stupid, you know? But here's a fun fact for you, dude. I got my DUI in... October, like late October 2009, like I think like October 21st. And then we won the World Series like right after that. I had my Yankee ad on when I got pulled over and anything uh, and everything. And I didn't care about anything once the Yankees won the World Series. I was like, whatever. Did you have to do a night in uh, in holding? Yeah, they actually they disrespected me type crazy. They like took my hat, Yankee hat off and threw it. And I was like, yo, we're about to win the World (laughs) Series. I was talking I was talking cash shit to all the cops, like like telling them like all types of things I did with their daughters and their moms and calling them all kinds of names <laughs> but i was i was a degenerate <laughs> wow wow um yeah, yeah no you know. i uh one of my buddies in college got a dui it's like i think it's my favorite dui that i know of someone getting he was in philly we're in philly and he was at a, a down by the river there was a bar cavanaugh's river deck and his girlfriend worked there so it was all like just free drinks free drinks ton and there was like four people and he drove back to West Philly where Drexel is, and he got one block away from the house, our frat house, and oh, got pulled man, over. Dude. So then he got a DUI. We're all like, yo, like a couple people come in. It was super late, too. So like I was asleep. I wake up in the morning like, oh, where's, you know, I'm not going to say his name. Oh, he got a DUI. <laughs> Shit. So now it becomes we're all hanging out on the front porch drinking, waiting for him to get out of jail. Like he showed up at like three o'clock and we're all drunk and he's just like, 
looks like shit. But then the best part was you lose your license for six months. So he stopped driving and he had his car there and I would just drive his car. And then it was like five months later and uh, he had to like go back to court and they were like, all right, your six months starts now. And he was like, wait, I haven't been driving for five months. And they were like, no, we didn't. You, when you get arrested, yeah, not <laughs> so you end up doing like 11 months not driving. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not how it works. All right. Last DUI story. So in 2009, when I got mine, I had like six roommates, three out of six roommates, myself included, got a DUI. My other roommate, he's a Mets fan. If he's listening to this, I'm not going to say his name, but his dad uh, used to be a state trooper. So once all of us got DUIs, none of us were driving. He would drive drunk. I was with this guy. We got pulled over about a block away from our college house. He showed the gold card. He was so drunk. He was talking shit to the cop. But the cop literally just told us, drive down the street, follow, followed us home. And the gold card got us out of that. Damn. Freshman year in, co- freshman year in college? At- no, no. no. Was like my, my freshman year in college. I'm at Drexel. We go. Oh. My buddy Germ has some of his friends come to town. We're at a party. We go to Pat's and Geno's. Guy drives there drunk as shit. He's driving back. And he's like coming so close to like side swiping cars that we're like, pull over, dude. You're too drunk. I end up driving. I'm messed up. We I got pulled over in front of my dorm. The cops come up. They're like, da-da-da. by campus police? No, by real police. Okay. Because Drexel's just like in the city. I'm in front of my dorm. Lights go on. I'm like, shit. Guy comes up. My the guy in the passenger seat has a lip in, and he's just like so drunk. And the cops like, are you? Have you been drinking? I'm like, no, sir. He has been. I had to take his keys. My dorm's right here. Da 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 da. They're like, all right. They go to run my information. One of the guys in the back seat who I wasn't even friends with. I don't even like this dude. Fuck you, Steve Davis. Goes, uh, yo, you think it'd be an issue if I uh, had a beer right now? And I was like, yeah, it definitely would. Good thing you don't have one. And he opens a beer. So now he's drinking a beer in the back seat while the cops are running my information. <laughs> I ended up getting out of it. No, yeah, fucks I end up getting out of it. So let's talk more baseball now that DUI talks over. Yeah, don't drink yeah. and drive. Um, but yeah, no, I think Mabrin has like it's one of those things when you see the Yankees, you know, trade for Cameron Mabin for cash. You're like, shit, this sucks. We have so many injuries. We're getting triple A Cameron Mabin right now. And he's really contributed. It's one of those guys that like when we win this World Series and when we're all at the parade, we're going to look back and be like, thank you, Cameron Mabin. Oh, yeah, for sure. And um just because he's a black guy, I'm rocking for him. You know, I'm like, man, he's contributing. There ain't that many black guys on this team. Hope he stays as long as we can keep him. Keep doing your thing, brother. Yeah, I just think it's a numbers game. I think even wherever he ends up finishing the season, if he's a free agent at the end of the season, invite him to the parade. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And like you said, the DVD, he's going to have his moments in the DVD. Yeah. So this week in Yankees baseball, just to talk a little bit about it, we ended up Winning one against the Mets, losing one against the Mets, lose the first two in Chicago. And like I said, that is the glass slipper, you know, turning back into, uh, you know, a piece of crap that I don't I don't remember Cinderella that well. But then we come back Saturday and Sunday um, where we get, you know, Nestor is out there showing he wants to stick on this team. You don't have to go out there. That's my yeah, boy that's now. Like- I didn't. I didn't you like hated him for him. like two weeks. I'm like, who? I'm like, who is Nestor? I think Cortez? you wished a DUI on him at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I would never wish that but on anybody. He, but yeah, Nestor Cortez, man, he now like I didn't I missed his past game, but like he is better than I originally. He gave thought. us five innings of two runs in and lost that game against the Rays. That's how we yes, were introduced that, to him. He blew it against Saturday the Saturday game. Uh, you know, CC starting. 
uh, and it was like our opportunity to take over first place. And we were like, I think that's just what happens when you have all the revolving doors that we've seen this year of players is you just go, oh, you just got brought in the game while we're down four runs. You fucking suck and you suck for forever. And he went out there and he just gave us five innings, two earned runs, you know, got us from the third inning through the seventh. I mean, what more can you ask for from a guy who no one has any idea who he, who he was and really in a game that we needed to turn things around and, and get the season going right. So, you know, that's good to see. The team sticks together, you know, guts out that 8-4 win. Sunday come out, have a great – I always talk about Sunday games. Like one of those, I can just chill out on the couch. I don't have to worry. By the sixth inning, we've scored eight runs. Sunday scaries are gone. Paxton – Came out, you know, it, he gave up that first inning run, and your favorite Yankees Twitter was like, fuck this guy. Paxton sucks. <laughs> what a, it looks like he's a piece of shit again. Goes out there, yeah. gives us six innings, two earned runs, Solid. seven strikeouts. Yeah, he gives up a home run. He pretty much always does. But again, the team, you know, gutted out a good, quick win and, you know, got back on the road. Yeah, and uh, uh, Gardner had four RBIs. Um, Romine, right? Was that the ten three game Sunday? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, obviously, I was in the woods, but um, yeah, yeah. Gar- Gardner had four RBIs. Romine had four RBIs. I had a dude who I've been following on Twitter for a while. I don't even remember his name, uh, but he had tweeted, I guess, in like the first inning, whatever Romine's first at bat was. He was just like. It's pretty easy to say. Austin Romine fucking sucks at baseball. <laughs> and <laughs> nice. hit four RBIs that game. Yeah, he heard him. Romine, Romine uh, heard that tweet. He felt that tweet. You know, him and, and Gardy, man, when you're, you're getting RBIs from uh, Brett Gardner and Austin Romine, just shows you how well-rounded of a team we have. Um, these are guys that don't make the lineup every day. Like, I don't know. I, I'll take a, I'll take a 10-3 win with eight um, runs coming from – uh, Gardner and Romine um, splitting to, to start and not um, get swept by the White Sox over the weekend. Like the first two losses I saw, I'm in Bonnaroo like, yo, we cannot get swept by the White Sox. I was actually thinking about going to uh, that series because my friend from the fan cave, Stanton Jones, sells tickets for the White Sox. He's like one of the top guys. And I went last year and got to go on the field and I did the whole like snap story for um, or Instagram story for Bronx Pinstripes. So I would have got to do that whole deal again. I'm in Bonnaroo, like, man, I'm glad I didn't go to Chicago over Tennessee because we just lost the first two. And uh, I text him kind of making a joke, like, I know it feels good to have the Yankees in town because you're selling tickets. The Yankees are the ones filling, filling that stadium Dude, up I for you. I had my bachelor party there four years ago, and I still get, like, emails and phone calls from them like, hey – you know, da, da, da. Yeah. I'm like, Dude, no, that was a one time thing. Like, I don't need any more tickets. Yeah, yeah they're on it. Yeah. They have to be on it because guaranteed rate field is never guaranteed to have that place uh, looks like a prison. It's just, it's just gray. They have like a package you can get where you it's like a buffet and all you can drink in like left field, like behind the bullpen. So you can watch batting practice stuff from there. Yeah. But it's just like gray tables, gray concrete everywhere. And it just looks like the cafeteria from Oz. Like it's just every prison cafeteria. Yeah. But the food is banging there. I actually, I mean, I've ate there a couple of times. I've been there maybe four times total. Um, everything from like deli sandwiches to like a Cuban sandwich, like whatever food you want, ice cream, like that. Like I've, I've talked to people in Chicago that will pull up to um, White Sox games just to yeah, eat Yeah, no, there. I went 
and did I did a stadium meets there probably like right oh yes ago. I definitely saw your stadium yeah meets. and they have yeah. like street corn they have a burger in center field there that was one of the best things I've eaten at any stadium the best thing that I've eaten is coming out in two weeks on stadium meets got a new one I'm very excited for everyone to see that because you can see my eyes like bulge out of my head. I'm so excited. But yeah, no, I mean, it's a cool stadium. It's just a shit team that just always like their fans were always like, oh, we're right there. We've we're about to turn this around because we've got the number one draft pick nah. for the fifth year in a row. Now, nah, they're second fiddle to the Cubs. Um, always never, will be. Always. Yeah, they're never going to be bigger than the Cubs in Chicago. They're the Chicago Mets. But now to focus on kind of this week and what's going on. Last night, because we're recording this on Tuesday night, that's why you're listening to it on Wednesday, um, Masahiro Tanaka went out there and pulled his nuts out and said, I'm ready to do this. And now he he could be up and down. I feel like you never know what pitcher you're going to get from him, and it's not from a matter of you never know what pitcher you're going to get because of the results, but you literally don't know what pitches he's going to throw because – he is big on adjusting. Like he adjusts, I think, better than most in terms of like my splitter's not fully there. I gotta get away from it. He threw, they said he only threw five curveballs last night, but when he did, like the curveball looked really good. So he went out there, battled, gave us a complete game, two hitter. First time he's done that in his major league career. And I think really just overall, when you have the split with the Mets, you go and you split with Chicago and now you've got the Rays coming in the town you've got a lot of distractions around the team because of Edwin coming in you've got Clint going out there's a lot of talk about Stanton who's coming back tonight when we're recording this Judge coming back soon there's a lot of stuff going on around the team and you need someone to just step up and be like well we're here to play baseball let's play some fucking baseball and that's exactly what he did Man, I love that. I'm I'm mad that I missed that game. I mean, I wouldn't have caught it anyway. I was flying at the time, but I I got home and saw the highlights and I was like, yo, Tanaka showed up. And for him, it's like if he gets through that first inning, first couple innings and starts getting a groove because we've seen him give it up the last few times in the beginning. He looked so strong in that first inning. Like all of Yankees Twitter was just like, this game's over. Yeah, masterful, masterpiece. Uh, dude, like nine innings, we needed that. Give the bullpen a break. Um, I think he only walked one guy. Uh, I, I wish I could have watched that because those are the games that like you don't you don't want to miss uh, a single pitch when a guy's pitching like that. So, yeah, I mean, and credit it, to it bodes well for us. And it's against the Rays. It wasn't like it was against some crap team. It's against the Rays in our division. Like, yeah, we were a half game up. Now we're one and a half games up. And credit to Aaron Boone for just sticking for sticking with him, because one of the big knocks on Boone is how he manages the bullpen. And a lot of times, rightfully so. But in yeah. this case. Tanaka is going, and the, I, one thing that I don't like about baseball, as far as I can see anymore, there's this gif uh, out there of Joe Torre going to come out of the dugout to get Mike Mussina out of a game, and Mussina just goes, no, you stay there, I'm not coming out. <laughs> and pitchers can't do that anymore, and you don't know what conversations they have in the dugout, but like Tanaka's out there dealing, it's a 3 nothing game, and I think this builds character going towards the playoffs because obviously we still have half a season to go, but you need to let your ace know, you know, in for right now, he's our ace. Our ace changes pretty much every day, yeah. but you need to let these guys know Tanaka is going to be starting in the playoffs and you need to let him know that you have faith in him by letting him go out there and throw 111 pitches. 
Oh yeah, I mean he was he's the ace. He opened up uh, the season. He was our, our opening day starter, and you see him throw a complete game like that. He's I think he's thrown a complete game before, but this is the best showing this year by any starting pitcher. I think for he's us. got yeah. He's didn't got, he throw one against the Red Sox last year? Yeah, I think he has four in his Yankee career. Yeah, he's he's thrown complete games before, but a complete game shutout. Oh, I, uh, I think two of them have been shutouts. I think he's two for four on shutouts. One thing that I will be interested in is. Saturday, when we're there in attendance for Saturday night against the Astros, if you are going to the game, tickets to our event are sold out. Come to the dugout beforehand. I'll be there. Keith will be there. Scott will be there. Andrew won't be there because he doesn't care about this team or any of you. That's why he has wedding <laughs> stuff. Um, Tanaka is going to come back and start again. And now Houston, very good team, very big game. Tanaka does tend to need sometimes like an extra day of rest at times and now, after throwing 111 pitches, it'll be interesting to see how he rebounds for that uh, because then he will get a full week off and he'll be the starter for the Saturday game we'll be at in London. Right. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just going to keep with the positive energy with him, with, you know, this good. Being a Someone sign has good to. things to come. Right. Because I, don't, I mean, we saw what happened on uh, Jeter Day when we played the Astros last year. Tanaka sucked. I was like, I was two years Yo, ago. I, Mother's Day. Ago. It was Mother's know. Day. Um, yeah, but like Tanaka versus the Astros, that was a nightmare performance. So we we got to hope for the best there and in London. Um, I think I think Tanaka's found it. He's getting in the groove. It's warm out. You know, we're in the full swing of things. Uh, more performances like this to come, and we don't need him to go nine innings. We need him to give us like five, six strong. You know, yeah. So I, I think you know normally that's what we need. I think this was a good statement start because if he can come out. Pitch all right, you know, pitch well against Houston. Then again, he gets a full week off against Boston. And then as we get into July, then it's he'll make another start. Then it'll be the all-star break. So we do start to get some of that length between starts that, uh, you know, every year he's good to skip a start or two. But he might not need to just because of the way the schedule breaks down. Um, so, you know, it, it's an exciting win. We hope to kind of keep that going tonight. And you know, that'll just roll us right into our injury updates. And the first injury update is that Giancarlo Stanton is back wearing pinstripes playing Major League fucking baseball for the first time in what feels like for us forever. And from the interviews I've seen for him, uh, I, I don't know what it, I mean, obviously the guy wants to play baseball. That's what he does for a living. But his tone is just like, this has been very frustrating. I'm 100% healthy. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to do it because... I think when you're him and you go out, you're injured, you see Judge go out, you've seen the injuries from spring training. If you told him on, you know, when he went out, what was that April 1st, that you're going to come back in late June and you're going to be in first place, he would have never believed it. Yeah. I think I talked about this being a nightmare situation for the guy. He's a former MVP. He's an all-star a bunch of years. Like he's, he considers himself one of the best players in baseball. And for you to not necessarily be needed or look like the team is doing fine without you, he's got to be pissed off and he's got to be ready to get back. So uh, I hope he comes back and doesn't have an Encarnacion golden sombrero performance tonight. Um, I hope he, you know, just looks right. It doesn't have to be a home run night, but at least gets a hit. And then we slowly like just see him become the player that we know he is. Because when he's on, it's a home run every day. And when he's on, man, he can hit him 500 feet. So I think he started um, off his rehab like five home runs in five games. Right. And that's exactly. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. When he's right, he's hitting him out and he's hitting him far. Um, 
you know, I met him at the All-Star game in, in 2014. And, and that his demeanor is just that demeanor. He's like a big ass robot. Like he's just like, you know, was one of those he, guys. Was that, he still Mike then? Nah, uh, no, <laughs> he was he was Giancarlo, and that's what, like I always say Giancarlo. Like, like I don't know where he came up with that. Maybe the Miami influence, but um, yeah, man, it's good to have him back. He knows what he's getting paid, you know. Yeah, he's got to come in and, and produce. And again, I mean, he wasted so much of his career in Miami. He got to sniff the playoffs last year. You know, a cup of coffee in the ALDS. But now, like this guy, he he could see that there's a World Series in front of him, and he knows coming behind him. It looks like Aaron Judge will be back in about a week or so. I know we were talking on Twitter, like, ah, maybe he comes back on Saturday when we're all there. It might not be until after that series. But regardless, I would say in the next seven days, provided everything goes all right, we're going to see uh, you know, Aaron Judge back in. And I'd like to, again, I'd like to see him. I said this last week. I don't want to see him make his season debut in London to be like a showcase over there. I want him back in the lineup for a few days. Like I'd like him to come back Saturday, get five games in America at home, get comfortable, and then go and deal with all this. But in the next week, we will see him back in right field. Yeah, the judges' chambers missed the guy. I mean, the guy's got a spot in Yankee Stadium with his name on it, and he ain't played. Um, got to get him back. I'm super shocked that him and Stanton are back before this London trip. With the way that this season started and the injuries and the hashtag replace for 28, I'm like, man, these guys aren't coming back till after the All-Star break. But, hey, you know, it shows. We Like I tell people all the time, we don't know what we don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Inside the organization, they have time frames, and they don't necessarily even tell the media what the time frame is. It just pops up in the news. Um, if they're ready to go, great. This is a once-in-a-lifetime type of thing. Going to play in London, the first Major League Baseball game in London. We want to have all our big-name guys, um, you know, in the lineup ready to rock so good i i can't be mad at it like i said we are the yankees it's great to be us like this team is a joke i just want them to stay healthy other injury updates Dylan batances had an mri on the 11th discovered a low-grade strain of his lap muscle he'll be shut down for a few weeks we're now hoping for a july return um domingo herman he had a cortisone injection on also on the 11th um he reports that he played catch on monday uh, for the first time, he'll play catch again today on Tuesday. Uh, he says the sensation of pain's gone. He's been doing exercises and stretches that he couldn't do when he was first hurt, um, and he's feeling a lot better. I think as we see the trade deadline um, shift and maybe who we add, we'll still see him. I don't think it has to be a total shutdown. Uh, we may see him move to a bullpen role, kind of that five-and-a-half-man rotation. Maybe him and CC are always pitching the same day. And then lastly, our – you know guy who's supposed to be our ace, Luis Severino, has resumed throwing, uh, making tosses from 90 feet. Uh, he's hopeful to return shortly after the All-Star break. So we're probably about a month out from him. Then we really know what this team looks like. It's very exciting. Um, and we're going to win a fucking World Series. It's pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, it is sick. And it's lining up. And the way we, we, we've watched this, we watch this every year, bro. Like, it's when the, when the Red Sox made all those moves that they made at the deadline – and they got healthy and they made their run. They were the best team in baseball all year. They won the World Series. And not to big them up, but, like, we're one of the best teams in baseball. We're getting healthy. We're getting our guys back. We're going to make a run at this. I cannot wait for October. Summer's cool. Going to Bonnaroo is cool. But, like, I live 30, 40 minutes away from Yankee Stadium. I'm ready for this shit. Let's go. Let's get everyone back in order. Replace for 28 is now, like, not replacing uh, our guys with injured guys. It's replacing 
these other guys that replaced our guys with our regular guys, like shuffling the deck and getting our guys back in order. So let's let's see it, man. I hope we just crush everyone and roll through the rest of the season to the 28th championship. So let's talk a, a little bit around the league. Uh, Manny Machado has been suspended one game for coming in contact with an umpire, throwing his bat at the backstop, throwing his helmet, uh, really just argued a a pitch while he was uh, facing the Rockies, uh, 97-mile-an-hour fastball, just off the outside corner. Uh, not a terrible call, but again, not in the strike zone. And he felt, uh, he said after the game that he felt like he, uh, his pitchers were not getting those same calls. So he wanted to defend them, and he was immediately thrown out. And he also got it for bumping the umpire. Now, it wasn't like a vicious bump, but like he did, he made contact with him. Uh, I don't know your opinion on this. When If you go and you shove an umpire, you really run into him. Yes, you can't do that. This was, as he was arguing, like their arms he gently barely, touched. He barely tapped umpires him. Are pussies. Yeah, like, umpires are pussies. Yeah. Like they, uh, he barely tapped him, dude. Uh, I mean, I'm not defending Machado. Um, you Yankee fans out there that cried for Machado and then through the season kept crying for Machado. Is this the type of dude you want on this team wearing pinstripes? Nah, no, I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, fire because he's I, I don't because man he the way he like threw the bat too that was like, dick we don't need all that we don't need all that that he's like he's a little extra man I understand fighting um or arguing for your teammates and arguing balls and strikes because you felt that you weren't getting them and that you were like done wrong but he, he threw like a, a temper tantrum he said uh that's fucking bullshit like eight times through his bat caused a scene like I don't know. Like, I think that's I mean, a, a lot too of much. there are guys who then throw like water coolers on the field and stuff. He threw a bat at a backstop. There was netting there. He didn't throw it at the netting. So fans weren't in danger. So I think the the throwing the bat is like you're kind of a dick. But like he didn't really put anyone in danger at the same time. And I, I think part of it may just be, you know, kind of boiling up like, fuck, man, I signed in San Diego for 10 <laughs> years and I have this haircut. He's gonna, yeah. <laughs> He's got to go through it. He's got to go through it for a long time more. And that three hundred million is cool, but your job is to go out there in that Padres uniform, and these umps are not fucking with you. <laughs> They're not giving you any calls. So he got suspended, and uh, there was a tweet that um, went out where it was a screenshot of. I don't even know what this is a screenshot of, and it's from an account that I didn't even know existed. The Major League Baseball Umpires Association. So the tweet the. Screenshot said Manny Machado received a one game suspension for contact with an umpire over balls and strikes and then in all capitals violently throwing his bat against the backstop with absolutely no regard for anyone's safety. Violence in the workplace is not tolerated and offenders are dealt with severely and even made examples of for the good of its employees as well as the company itself. Is this truly what MLB wants to teach our youth question mark? Then they have hashtag disappointed, hashtag lead by example, hashtag not appreciated, hashtag violence, hashtag temper tantrum, hashtag inaction, hashtag not tolerated, hashtag make an example of, hashtag one game suspension, hashtag repeat offender, hashtag nonsense, hashtag MLB UA, <laughs> at MLB, at Padres, at Buster only from ESPN. And it's like Major League Baseball Umpires Association, are you a teenage girl trying to become an Instagram influencer? With yeah, those like they don't know how to use Twitter. They don't know how to. That's use not Twitter. how hashtags like, work. This? It's not how hashtags. <laughs> it's not how the hashtags work. And then it's like, it's like a screenshot from like I don't know Microsoft Word or something. Yeah, like, like that wasn't another article. Together. So like they decided violently in all capitals. 
then all these hashtags. So now while we've been recording this, this Major League Baseball put out a statement like three minutes ago about this tweet. Major League Baseball <laughs> has a following statement. Manny Machado was suspended by MLB Chief Baseball Officer Joe Torre, who considered all the facts and circumstances of Machado's conduct, including precedent, in determining the appropriate level of his discipline. Mr. Machado is appealing his suspension, and we do not believe it is appropriate for the union representing Major League umpires to comment on the discipline of players represented by the Players Association, just as it would not be appropriate for the Players Association to comment on the disciplinary decisions made with respect to umpires. We also believe it's inappropriate to compare this incident to extraordinary seriousness of workplace violence. So, MLB Umpires Association, you got yourself... Your ass is in the jackpot right now because MLB is pissed at you. Whoever's running this Twitter handle, which I don't know what kind of like, it's got to be some like summer intern or something. I don't know what their budget is, but it's a big thing for me when I like umpires. I get it. Umpires do a job. It's not like they're doing it for free. They make at least a major league minimum. So they're make these guys are making more than half a million dollars traveling around the world to do a job that they signed up for and went to training for and went to school for and decided to do this. But they can throw people out. They can be like, oh, he touched my arm, like workplace violence and do this shit. But if after a game, when there's a terribly blown call, a terribly blown call, you think about that perfect game that was lost because of a terrible call. There's been a, a ton of, I mean, Joe West fucking sucks. And if one of these guys just goes afterwards with video evidence and just says, hey, look at this play. Look how bad he called this. He's fine and suspended. So... I'm glad Major League Baseball is defending the players. I think the Umpires Association needs to fucking pump their brakes. Yeah, I'm tired of this shit. To be honest with with the umpires, I'm tired of them like trying to be seen and heard and making the game about them. That, that's um, my favorite thing. Whenever any official does something wrong, or like not even when they do something wrong, when they get into it with a player and a player goes, "Well, you everyone paid to see them tonight." That's my favorite. Right. Guess. I'm like I'm tired of it, dude. We we saw the the Angel Hernandez stuff uh, against the Blue Jays, where he's he's calling a ball on a, a pitch from Masahiro Tanaka right down the middle of the plate, and then the next I think the next pitch was a home run, and it's like, bro, you are altering the game because of your own ego or your own stupidity. It's not about you. Like you're supposed to be like seen barely and not heard. Like call the fucking game, man. And now these guys are. They're they're saying the one one game bans a slap in the face, but what what do you want? You you want him to get suspended multiple games, which is going to hurt his team because you're not doing your job correctly. Like that's a slap in the face for y'all to come out with a tweet like that. But man, Major League Baseball is over all over the place. They got the the MLBPA, they've got the MLBUA Umpires Association, they got the Baseball Writers of America, they got Major League Baseball that doesn't know what to do, like. I don't know. The winter meetings, the next time they have the winter meetings this upcoming winter, they need to all get in a room and talk this out and figure some things out because they're too divided and they're worrying about the wrong things. Are the nets up yet? Do we have nets up in every part? Some places are, no. there was some news you know, there's, today about oh, there's, like, there's so many other things we could be worried about or talking about and it's always just some nonsense. Well, so here's the other thing. If you are an umpire and you're the, the umpires association, like, you know that there are people out there saying, why don't we just have a fucking robotic strike zone? Like, why? We have all the technology. Why wouldn't we just have a guy, have a robot handle this, and then maybe have some guys making the plays in the field? The human element. But, you know, we're keeping this human element. Now you're 
the guys who are keeping you having a job, you're pissing off. <laughs> like the, the league is the one who would make that decision. And now you're out here like some fucking. Honestly, this is Clint level social media. Panic. Yeah, that tweet is like I'm thinking about who wrote that tweet. It's got to be somebody over the age of 40 because anybody younger has been on Twitter for the last 10 years and knows that's not the best way to compose that tweet or deliver that message. This has to be someone that doesn't have any idea and put this together. Well, I think it could also be someone very young, like a summer intern or someone right out of college who's like, I know social media. I'll do it. And much like the umpires do, they're ma- they're like, this is it. The- all eyes are going to be on me on what a great tweet no, this, this is. No, this is terrible. And they fucked up. Is this truly what MLB wants to teach our youth? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's, I mean... It's not teaching the youth yeah. anything. Like, what are you saying? Like, this, this is a the guy threw a bat. The guy got pissed off and he threw a bat. You know what? Let the parents, you know, be like, hey, listen, if you get, you know, you shouldn't throw a bat. You know, I mean, I saw a video of like a little kid giving the umpire a finger like yesterday and getting thrown out. Like, you handle it at that level. No one's getting, no kids are, their life's not going off the tracks because Manny Machado threw a bat at a backstop. Yeah. I don't know. Moving on. We don't got enough time to talk about this nonsense. Fuck umpires. Um, no, thanks. So we will be at the Yankee game on Saturday. Come to the dugout before the game. Uh, if you're going to be there on Sunday is old timers day. I-, I just want to is, uh, are you an old timers day guy? I've been to, I've been to one. I'm not an old timers ga- day guy because I actually enjoy watching it on TV more than going with Paul O'Neill mic'd up in right field. Yeah. Like that's I, the best part I think me. that's great television. Um, like watching and, even when I watched it in the fan cave, some of the people in the fan cave didn't really like they knew of it, but they didn't really know of it. And I'm like, no, sit down and watch this. What other team does the Dodgers do old timers day? I think the no, Do- no one else. Nobody does. else does it. So it's like like if you're a fan of like, I don't know, the Reds or something, you might not know that we do this. It is awesome to watch on TV. I went to one, which was cool, but. I don't run to that game. There's other games that I would uh, be at before. It's such a long day. It's such a long day, too, because like. You go in if you could go in, go to Old Timers Day, leave, go to the right. Bar, There's no re-entry. Back. No. Yeah. So so that kind of sucks. This is they put out the uh, the Old Timers Day roster. Uh, you've got you know it's Mariano Rivera's first. You've got you know Willie Randolph will be there. Lou Pinella, uh, Mickey Rivers, fan favorite Luis Soho. Um, you know you've got Aaron Boone's gonna apparently play. Cone's gonna play in it. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Paul O'Neill's supposed to play in it. I do know. Um, I, I believe he he lost a sister this week. So thoughts and prayers, or you know, whatever nice thing you're supposed to say there. I do feel bad, but I hate thoughts and prayers. It's very stupid. Condolences. Here's, sending our condolences. 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 To the family. I, I love. Yeah, because I love Paul O'Neill, and I feel like thoughts and prayers is such a fake bullshit thing to say. Bernie Williams will be there. Uh, David Wells. So a lot of lot of old players. Don Larson. That's great. Um, here's the thing. That I don't get when the Yankees put out this roster. We have Jill Martin, Diana Munson, Kay Mercer, and Gene Stottlemyre, uh, along with Helen Hunter, um, all widows of former great Yankees on there. Uh, who gives a shit? Like, no. I get it. you want to give you want to give them some flowers out there. That's fine. You're gonna put them on the roster. Nobody's just representation, now, bro. Like, you just... tell me. Listen, you tell me fucking homer bush is going to be there maybe someone buys a ticket to see homer bush david Cohn's going to be there people go to see him people go to see paul o'neill no one in their right fucking mind goes 
Oh shit! Kay Mercer's gonna be there. Oh, better get a ticket. It's just to honor the dead and honor the players. It's just repre- like so they're represented. They don't need to be on this tweet. I think it's <laughs> it's a waste. <laughs> oh, of time. right. They don't. Yeah, you definitely wasted characters composing this tweet and and putting that also, out there. But um, also, how how much money do you think we've spent on flowers for these old ladies over the years? Every event, these it's the same ones just getting rolled out yeah. there. With a fucking ton of flowers. Yeah, I've seen. I have video of it from years back. It's just like, it's just something we do, man. It, it's a nice gesture by the New York Yankees. Yeah, I just don't need it in a tweet. I'm a, I'm a cranky old man. And lastly, so this is a little debate that I got into. You were involved in it. We have like some chats in the background. And uh, would love to hear from the listeners on kind of what they do. We'll, uh, we'll position this uh, on Twitter uh, and we'll get, you know, hopefully your responses. We'd love to hear what you think. In 2009, the New York Yankees won the World Series. It was our 27th championship, our 26th ring, because the first one was a pocket watch. In 2004, the Yankees allegedly, because I have men and blacked myself this, lost, uh, blew a 3-0 lead to the Boston Red Sox in the ALCS, who went on to win the World Series, and they have won several World Series since after not winning for 86 years. Would you trade the 2009 World Series to have won that ALCS, even if we don't win the World Series after that? Like, even if we don't go on and win the 2004 World Series, would you trade the 2009 World Series to have not lost the 2004 ALCS? And I'll go first. My answer is I would trade it in a heartbeat. My answer is no. So that works. No, I wouldn't trade that. No. Hold on. I think I had the uh, World Series right here, man. I love that year. I got the World Series. Uh, you can see this in the camera, right? I got the World yeah, Series yeah. 2009 DVD right there for you. I watched this. And this one, this one, um, man, I watched this 100 times, dude. Like, I love that year. I was in college that year. I had a party that year. Like, I told, I told you I got the DUI right before we won it that year. We beat Philly. <laughs> like, yeah. no. And don't get me wrong. We talked about this in the chat, man. The heartbreak of... 2004 and a race it's the worst like, thing that ever happened yeah i was sick about it for a while because and i told you I, I didn't believe i was a little bit younger i think i was in high school and i was like this is rigged i'm like major league baseball is rigged um i don't i don't know how this happens we don't blow a lead like that um but don't get me wrong i would never trade it because that's our 27th ring in 2009 and it it didn't it didn't erase that pain but five years later it kind of like helped and like I don't know if we didn't have the 20, uh, 2009 World Series, people would be saying, oh, the Yankees haven't won a World Series. And you know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't trade. I, I have no living grandparents. And one of my best friends uh, died 10 years ago unexpectedly. The 2004 ALCS is the worst thing that ever happened in my life. And I lived through 9 11. This was, <laughs> it was so bad. It was the first time I left New York. I was in a dorm. My. The guys next to me were Red Sox fans. I'd never met a Red Sox fan. I And I believe that that Yankees team, if they go on and they win and they don't choke that, they I believe they win that World Series. Uh, even if they don't, I think that it just put us in such a lull for five years of just trying to like piece things together that there would have been more momentum. Uh, I, we'd probably have 28, 29 World Series uh, by now. Uh, so I would trade it. Keith would not trade it. I don't know. There is this is a great one because unlike the 
you know, uh, the names on the back of jerseys where I'm clearly right and you're clearly wrong and Bull Durham <laughs> where the entire world is right and you're also clearly wrong. This is, it could go either way. So tweet at, tweet at us, tweet at, uh, at George's Box Pod on Twitter. Follow us there. Follow us on Instagram. Uh, follow Keith at Keith underscore McPherson on Twitter, at Keith McPherson on Instagram. Uh, follow me at JJ from the Bronx on both Twitter and Instagram. But let us know at George's Box Pod. Uh, would you trade the 2009 World Series to win the 2004 ALCS? Keith, before Here, we let here's people a question go, you got for you. Here's, here's, yeah, right. here's a question for you. Do you think if we win that 2004 ALCS, the Red Sox don't go on to win these past two World Series that they won? Like, you think this started it? That's yeah. That's the one, yeah. I think this that's started. Like, I think that's, that's like one the, that's thing, that's, thing that sticks with me. I'm like, fuck. If we didn't blow that lead, maybe the curse stays. Yo, think about it. All right. Think about uh, back to when you were a virgin. You probably never, you were like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. At some point, <laughs> you're like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. No, I can't and relate I, to that. And, <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was Fucking going down as soon as I walked in the Ocean Township High School. I knew it was going down. Damn. I think for most people, there's a point where you're like, ah, is this ever going to fucking happen? I mean, at that point, maybe when you're like 15 years old, but when you're like, I don't know if this is ever going to happen. But once it happens, you're like, oh, shit, I could do this. I could swerve. And I think that's what happened in the Red Sox. Yeah, man, that's a, that's I mean, I wouldn't trade it. But that's the thing. It's like a like a butterfly effect or something like if if this one glitch in the Matrix didn't happen, do, do the Red Sox still have the curse and suck and never win? Because like I can't watch the World Series like 20. 14 and 2018 or 2013 i don't even know the years watching like i have to turn it off i'm like man they're gonna win a, a, a world series and this is making me sick to my stomach would they beat the cardinals uh and then they beat the dodgers and i it makes me hate those teams they, they beat the rockies they beat the cardinals again they just you know we we set them on a path where they've won four world series and uh so that's really for me it's a butterfly effect i think we win more world series and i think they just don't get over the hump so let us know what you think at George's Box Pod. Uh, both myself and Keith will be at the, uh, at the game on Saturday. So if you're coming out, come look for us. Come say what's up. Come uh, If you don't have tickets in our section, in Section 205 with us, just come to the dugout. We'll be there hanging out, drinking, having a good time. Uh, it's it's going to be a movie. Uh, and then also we have our next event July 22nd, July 20th. So get that. Uh, get tickets to that. That's going to be a blast. Uh, I'm, I plan on getting very drunk for that game. I'll explain why as it gets closer to it. And uh, we'll be out in London. So check us in London. You got anything else, Keith? Yeah, just those two things. If you're coming to the game on the 22nd, yeah, Saturday against the Astros, hit us up. Come to the dugout early. Be ready to go to Billy's after. And then uh, if you're in London, hit us up. And anyone from Major League Baseball that I may have worked with or met that are listening to this podcast, JJ and I would love to represent the Yankees and the Major League Baseball brand. Can you hook up some passes, some things, some credentials? Because I know there's going to be a lot going on in London, Olympic Park, and there's some type of festival. So, hey, we're going to be there. We're going to try and get in and uh, be great ambassadors for Major League Baseball New York Yankees. That's all I got. That's all we got. So we'll see you on Saturday. We'll see you in London. We'll see you in July. But most importantly, along with Edwin Encarnacion. Wow, I got real Latin there. I can't roll my tongue. Uh, not that I would need to there. Uh, we'll see you at the parade.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.